Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, I'm Julie Voris, and I want to see you in Indiana on February 25th, 2017. I'm bringing Sean T. back to Indianapolis because it's more than just a workout. It's more than just motivation. It's an experience, and you need to be in the room. Go to julievoris.com for tickets. Join us on February 25th at the JW Marriott downtown Indianapolis for an experience that could just change your life. Be in the room, feel the energy, and open your heart to the possibility. It's more than just exercise, it's life. And on February 25th, it's an experience, and you need to be there. See you in Indiana on February 25th. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's time for another episode of Trust and Believe with Sean T. So this conversation that we're having today is about alcohol consumption. And it's not whether alcohol is good for you or bad for you. It's just to answer questions as to why Sean T is not drinking until he's 40. And today I have Alex's power who loves wine, <laughs> and Scott Photobombs, who loves tequila and soda. <laughs> and I think why I wanted you guys to be on this podcast today is purely because I'm not drinking, but I'm around two people who socially drink once in a while, you know, and well, we can talk about how often they drink, but, and, but more importantly, I wanted you guys be on here because I want people to understand that you're still able, you're, you can still have people around you that want to enjoy alcohol and you not be um, peer pressured in drinking. And it really comes from how much internal power you have to decide not to drink. So, why aren't you drinking? Because I don't want to. Why? <laughs> no. As um, someone who used to drink and now doesn't drink first of all to be very clear I'm not saying I'm not drinking for the rest of my life Um, because I don't like to do anything to the extreme so I'm not saying I'm never drinking again or I'm only you know doing a whole 30 diet I mean y'all know me like I'm like I'll do that for a minute but I ain't holding it Um, but I'm not drinking because I feel like the, the the sum of why I'm not drinking is because I feel that since I've been an adult and especially since I've gotten into 
higher up into my business life and meeting people and going out to dinners and traveling that no matter where I am, people are always drinking. And I'm like, that's fine. This is great. It's okay that people like to drink at dinner. But I find myself drinking just because wine is ordered or there's a great tequila at the restaurant or I'm comforted by an old fashioned. (laughs) And it's true. But at the end of the day, I don't actually enjoy the feeling that I get from alcohol. And only under one circumstance do I actually enjoy alcohol. And that is after an intense day of playing tennis or being outside working out, I actually crave beer more than I crave water, which is which is probably like one of the most interesting things. But I crave beer more than I crave water after a workout in Arizona Mostly Arizona, but for some reason, tennis in general. I don't know why. To get a, you know, a 40, an oldie or whatever. You know, I love me some oldie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of 40, why are you waiting until you're 40 to drink? Um, 40 was just a number I threw out there because it was a long enough time away that I thought would be very challenging. But it wasn't so far that it would be kind of ridiculous. Because, you know, who can't drink for a month? Well, some people might have a hard time not drinking for a month. But for someone who... <laughs> Alex raises her hand. Why, do you, why is it so hard for you not to drink for a month? Um, I mean, I personally enjoy drinking at social events. And I have a lot of social events. There's always something going on. Um, <laughs> and it's just, I mean, I enjoy celebrating. And usually that's what a social event is. You're celebrating something or, you know, a lot of my friends are either getting married or having babies. And it's just, I mean... Whatever the case may be, it's just it's fun and celebratory to like have a drink or two with your friends. And right. I, and so before I move on to my next question, because I'm going to answer this myself, Scott, why do you enjoy drinking? I equate drinking to having fun. Like uh, um, there are times at the end of a long week or uh, I don't know. Maybe we've got a project that we're doing, and when it's completed, the celebration is is that kind of excitement of let's do something fun, let's do something uh, to celebrate. It's not even really celebrate; it's um, to relieve stress, I guess. Maybe but I don't consider myself I don't consider myself a stress relief drinker, or it's purely a I equate alcohol with fun. I don't enjoy the taste of alcohol. Uh, maybe a strawberry margarita or something but after a while it gets too sweet and beer gets a weird taste after a while so 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 then that brings me to the question why what is it if you don't like the taste of it then what do you like about it um i think it's the initial feelings of the buzz but i mean i used to drink (laughs) a lot uh, when I was playing professional soccer, drink. Hey. I'm not drinking. <laughs> um, but in co- uh, I didn't drink until I got to college, and then um, I played soccer, and it was what you did after the game was done. You go to the post party and you drink like 
lots of beers with the guys and you go to the club and you drink even more and then you repeat and so I remember having a goal once that I would get a buzz from one drink like that was my goal and uh, I get that now and so I think it's the experience of also uh, being with you that it's uh, you don't have to get wasted to have a good time you can you can be in the realm of the buzz did you used to get wasted yeah but even as every year I get older you know even one glass of or two glasses of tequila with soda um, I wake up the next day with a headache and I'm like this is not the enjoyable part of it I actually enjoy the taste of wine Mm. and I enjoy finding wines that I like so I mean I'm not always drinking a glass of wine that I'm saying ooh this tastes good but I enjoy finding the ones that I do like and figuring out why I like them and that's kind of fun for me I don't like the feeling of any alcohol. I don't like the initial buzz. I don't like the later buzz. I don't like the wasted buzz. I don't like throwing up. And so, technically, there's nothing about it that I really, really enjoy. And you know this. Like uh, The minute I feel a buzz of alcohol, I want to go home. I want to drink a ton of water because I don't like it. But that brings me back to why I'm not drinking and for me it was something that I felt as if I was being forced to do socially whereas something that Alex loves to do socially and it's what you like and I'm and I think that's amazing or for you Scott on a Friday night it's something that you absolutely want to do to celebrate there's nothing about it except for I said that one one drink yeah. after tennis but i felt that my life was being overtaken by the alcohol and that sounds so dramatic it because yeah. obviously i wasn't you know i don't drink every yeah, day we have two drinks max anytime right, right. that's true but i felt like there was way too many consecutive Nights or we're on the road a lot, and we hang out with Alex, and we hang out with other people, and then we meet meet other people, and you know, and a lot of times when we're meeting people, it goes back to what Scott said, or when you said, when we're meeting people because we're on the road a lot, we may have not have seen them for a while, so it is a celebratory thing, or it is Mm -hmm. kind of like a Friday night thing, and we're getting together. It's kind of like a reunion, so everyone's like, let's drink. But that's a reunion and a celebration for me or for Scott and I constant because we're constantly reuniting with people. But I want to go a little bit deeper into it. And I don't know if some people who are who drink a lot and who haven't who are not dry, if you will, have never experienced that, if they've ever really accepted why they drink so much or if they even know. Some people who are alcoholics don't even know in a sense of, they're like, it's just a part of my day, it's a part of my life, and it's like, oh, come on, I'm going to have a glass of wine. And, but if you're, if someone's listening to this, I want them to sit there and think like, why am I drinking? Do I like the taste? What is it about it? And if you're doing it too much. I also think, though, that it goes, and I I think you know this, but I just want to state it, is that it goes beyond alcohol whether it's pretending to be someone else on Facebook or um, eating something that you shouldn't, you know, your diet or um, 
don't know, there are other things that, it, that this applies to where people have put you in a situation where you don't want to be in and you're doing things to do to help other people, to, to please other people, and you realize, wait, why am I doing this? I'm doing this for other people other than myself and understanding that. So I've been in that situation where it's like, all right, we're going out with, like, you know, we're going to dinner and then we'll go get a couple of drinks after the fact. You know, we'll go to a bar. And I just don't feel like drinking anymore. And you don't want to kind of deal with the people being like, oh, why are yeah. you, like, having a drink? I just order a seltzer and I put a lime in it and nobody asks me questions. But if I don't have a drink in my hand, it's almost like, oh, what's wrong? Yeah. Like, are you okay? Why aren't yeah. you drinking? It's like, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to fall into it, but there are also ways around, around it. Like, you can judge your, your group. But I will, I do want to tell the story of the catalyst that made me say, what was the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back? Which was, we were in Budapest, and it was my idea to stay up all night long to catch the train to go to where Vienna. Did we go? Vienna. And because we had an early morning train to Vienna. Right, so I was like, let's stay out all night. I, I honestly thought I was going to have one, maybe two drinks, because it was just what it was. I was like, I'll have one or two. And then we started at the club. I had, I don't know how many drinks I had at the first club because I was like dancing, cutting up. And the other thing is I don't drink slow. That's one of my other mm -hmm. things about drinking because I don't really like it. So number one, I put a lot of sugar in it and then I hate holding a glass anyway so then I drink <laughs> it fast. And then I don't feel the buzz super quickly. So then I'm like, I don't even feel anything. So I'm like, okay, I'm fine. And then we go to the second club that night in Budapest. And I'm the one that ordered around the shots. And I said, what? Order around to a stranger's. I was like, come on, let's have fun. This is like our last, this is our last spot on the tour. You know, let's have fun. And then I went over to the other bar and there was no one in line. And I said to this guy, oh, let's get in the right. And I'm, we're dancing, we're having this great time. It was fun. It was like, it was that Friday night celebratory moment that you guys talk about. I was fine. I was absolutely fine. We get back to the Airbnb and everyone's starting to have to pack, which I don't know how people pack. I think I packed before we left. Yeah. And I remember being in the Airbnb and I remember saying, okay, we have to leave at a certain time. And I remember falling asleep in the chair. And I was like, I woke up and I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I was cool. But it's not until we got on the train. And this is at 4.30 in and the morning. With no sleep. No sleep. Well, body. 20 minutes of sleep that I slept in a chair. I was still 100. When I tell you guys, I did not feel the alcohol. Zero. I didn't feel it. I was tired, but I was dancing and everything. Got to the train. I snapped all everyone who was passed. I was like, yes, they're all passed out. We had this celebratory thing. Fell asleep, woke up two and a half hours later on the, when we got to Vienna, and I felt like absolute crap. And I remember getting on the plane, and I was like, we flew to um, Mykonos. Mykonos, and I remember being like, this plane ride is going to suck. And I remember trying to sleep. And it didn't really work, and we landed in Mykonos, and everyone was like, Whoa! 
wearing Nika notes. And I am. Remember, you all went out to dinner that night, and mm-hmm. I laid in the bed. I had the chills. I was jacked up. And I remember saying to myself, I'm, this is it. And I know a lot of people out there have said, this is the last time I'm drinking. I'm never drinking again. And this is like, oh, my God. And then the next night, they're like, tore up from the floor about that <laughs> in college. But I really wanted to stick to that this time because I really didn't enjoy it. And then I started to think back. That feeling of being 38 years old and being plastered like that. And, you know... On no sleep. On no sleep. And it had, it had nothing to do with Sean T, the fitness celebrity. I was like, shit, I, like, I can have fun, too. I do a lot of stuff, you know, whatever. It had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with the way I felt. And not... I wasn't trying to lead by example. Because... You know, since that day, since October 7th, I have not had one drink, and it feels amazing. The longer I go into not having a drink, even in the fun moments, or, you know, here, when we went to that really nice restaurant today at the tennis, (laughs) um, that restaurant, I saw a grass, the rosé, and I'm like, Why do you think that that makes us... Because I saw two people drinking um, white wine. Do you know and that? And I saw two people drinking champagne, and I thought, oh my God, so much fun. Like, why is that? It's why? that feeling of, because I was in there too, like... I think it's the freedom, no obligation, because if I'm drinking, I'm not going to do anything afterwards that needs my brain to focus. That's maybe. interesting. So it, it kind of like... So when I start having alcohol, I'm like, I'm allowing myself to let go and not be the business mind that I'm always having to be 23 hours a day. That's a good point. See, for me, it has nothing to do with not having anything to do for the rest of the day because I've been in situations. I mean, I've been at work and it's been a lunch break and people are like, let's have a glass of wine. It has nothing to do with not having to do it whatever for the rest of the day it was it's purely a this is gonna sound really like far left like it's coming out of left field but it's almost like a feeling of like prestige Mm -hmm. you know you're sitting in a nice restaurant and you know you're you're surrounded by good food and lots of people having amazing conversation you're at the tennis, and it's, you know, it's the atmosphere, the atmosphere yeah. is so, I mean, this restaurant was super, I mean, when we walked, whenever I saw the restaurant, I was more attracted to food, and it looked like it was going to have some really good food, and then we, when we walked in, I was very surprised to see how upscale the restaurant was, and that's when so I was said to myself, this requires some rosé. <laughs> but why is that? Again, because it goes back to that, it's like all in the same. But it's, is it is it a society thing, or is it have we been brainwashed? Have we been Pavlovian? I, I, I can share. Yeah. I because I grew up not having money to just enjoy the. People say let's enjoy the fruits of our labor. Well, we ain't have no fruits and we ain't have no labor. You know, it was <laughs> so. Now being you know finding success in my life, I'm, I say to myself, oh, I can enjoy these yeah. moments, and I have saved money to be able to enjoy 
you know, a $12 glass of champagne. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So ridiculous. But, and it's, it's, it just sounds so amazing. Or even like sitting on a beach yeah. on vacation with like a cold drink or yeah. like you guys like your uh, love flows. Like yeah. what, what is that? It's like, what is that feeling? Why do you want that? You know? Which is going to be really interesting for my birthday this year in St. Martin where we're going to invite people and everybody's going to be having an amazing time at the water. Me, we're going to be at the pool. I'm hoping wherever we get, we can get going off at the pool. I'm only inviting people who want to dance like half naked. But um, mainly because we're going to be at the pool party. Yeah. Not like really half naked, what kind of. But, but it's going to be interesting because there's going to be the bar there and it's, you know, we're celebrating my birthday with Ryan and there's going to be bottomless mimosas at <laughs> breakfast. And these are all things that, like I said, I don't necessarily like the taste of it or what it does to me, but it definitely is, oh, well, it's, you know. So what I'm going to do, because I think it's fun, is, you know, I'm going to say, can you make virgin mimosas for me? And, can you know, just to see, yeah. just kind of do some experimenting. Whatever, I think people, it's important for them to... Listen. <laughs> Listen closely. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. As a gay man that. Did, I mean, I didn't come out till I was 21, and still after 21, you still have to, you still have to live behind a screen, in a sense. You know, you still have to filter your life. Then I hear me. For me, I spent enough of my life doing and living a way that other people wanted me to live, and you know, oh yeah, I have a girlfriend or trying going out and dating girls when I didn't want to anymore, you know? And so for me, it's, I love the competitive part of this process of like, I love when people tell me, oh, there's no way you won't drink until you're 40. I'm like, okay, great. Because for me, it goes, you know, they say it's never the thing, it's the thing. For me, my driving force is not, I don't, I'm not gonna live how other people want me to live. And I am gonna be in that situation at the birthday where everyone is drinking and having a glass of wine and and cutting up and having a good time, it actually makes me feel good to be doing something totally different. And then the other side of that, which is a little bit more Jersey, if you will, is like, I don't give a, f- I, like, I'm not, I'm not doing what you want me to do anyway, because of just that attitude. If someone is in a social situation where they are feeling pressured to do something, what is something that can help this person oh, stand yeah, up and strength. hold their own? It's strength. It's, you have to assess your own strength. Assessing your own strength is extremely important to life in general. You can't be intimidated by people. I mean, you just, you have, if you feel intimidated by people, you need, you definitely need to assess your strength because 
Where, why is it that you are intimidated by people? Why don't you feel strong enough? And that's why I say you have to assess your own strength. That's the first step because you can fight and fight and fight, but if you don't have the fight, if you don't have the power, you're never going to win. That's the first step. And if you treat others how you want to be treated, that, I mean, in essence, should be... But that, but yeah, and that's true. the, The platform to jump off of, if you will. Right. But even my take on the golden rule is it's how I want to treat you. I feel like I'm a pretty nice guy and I try to do whatever I can. I try to supply experiences and information to people to help them better themselves. And even if I do that and my intention is really great and you don't like me, I'm completely fine with that. Because I really don't expect you to treat me. There are some people that's like, you should be expected to be treated like this. I'm I'm going to treat you how I want to be treated. And if you feel like you don't want to treat me that way, then I know that you don't need to be a part of my life. I then posed the question to Alex because she used an example earlier where she said she's at a celebration and instead of telling your friends you're not drinking, you just get a soda. Mm-hmm. So I would say to you, why, and use this in a general sense for people who are listening to understand maybe why they do it, why is it that you just choose to get a soda and not tell people about it instead of telling them and saying, you know, or not going to the party in general? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I think it's just more not only for the comfort of me, but for the comfort of them, if that makes sense. So if you're not holding a drink, but somebody else is, they might even feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, oh, am I drinking too much? Or, you know, and then they start questioning themselves. And it's just like, I do it to put not only myself in a comfortable situation, but the people around me. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just something that doesn't need to be explained, doesn't need to be, you know, given a thought. And even if I'm just walking around with a glass of water, it's just a social action. It's just like partaking in a social action and having a conversation with people. And it almost makes people like, well, it's a crazy social experiment, but I mean, try it, but it'll make people even open up to you more. They feel more comfortable having a conversation with you. It's just like, oh, I'm opening up a bottle of wine. You want a glass? Like, of course. And then like, all of a sudden your conversation at the table changes. It's just... It's almost like a social experiment that I It's interesting that you say that because Giacomo and I were talking about that same thing with coffee. Mm -hmm. You know, when when Alex and I say, do you want to go get coffee? We don't have to... I mean, if we have a lot of work to do, we'll say, hey, do you want to discuss this at coffee? But there are times where we'll just be walking down or shopping or just doing whatever in two different realms... And we'll say, do you want coffee? And when you say, do you want coffee with someone? It doesn't require the subject of conversation. You just start talking. And I think that's the same thing. That's an interesting point. It's the same thing with wine or just having a drink. Any kind of alcohol. And you can refer that back to, like, let's go get dinner. Or smokers who go outside to have a cigarette. You know, it's it's just an action that, like... It, it bonds a, you. Yeah, it's a social bonding experience. Scott doesn't... I mean, I, you understand it. You get the fact that I like coffee. But even today, after six and a half... Almost six and almost a half years of knowing you, we'll be sitting down and I'll be having my coffee. And he's like, so... Like, he's so interested still in why I'm drinking coffee. He's like... And so... And I'm always like, 
like in the back of my head, I say to myself, Lord, one day it would be so amazing to have a cup of coffee with him. But for people who, and again, I, the reason why I'm saying this is because I want people to learn something from this because the reason why you brought this up was because you wanted to explain your experience of not drinking alcohol anymore and the reasons behind it. I want people to be able to walk away from this podcast and be um, learned how they can help themselves be able to take that first step. And you said that first step is understanding why your it is strength. you're doing yeah. what you're doing and why you don't want to do it, right? Yeah, I mean... But also, it's about, I think people learn from the experiences. I don't think it's necessarily a step-by-step process. I think people are going to now assess why they drink. You drink because it's a Friday. You drink because it's it's celebrating Social. something. Me, I f***ing hate it. The entire experience, unless... I, I honestly, this is going to sound really crazy. For me, even when I had that beer at tennis... I don't need you to have one. I don't need you to have one. I'm fine. I can go home, turn tennis on the TV. It's a Saturday afternoon. Have my one beer and I'm cool. So I think that's the other thing that's interesting is it's Friday night. It's celebration. Let's have fun. Which some, which I think a lot of times require involves people. Mm-hmm. Yours obviously celebrating something involves people. For me. I don't need people, but some people's cel- celebration is on their own. But I think it's the why. I think if you ask yourself why, do, why am I drinking? And again, this is not a bad thing. It's right. just why are you doing it? Why are you drinking? Why are you eating? Why are you smoking? Why are you doing things that you do and in your life? Analyze where your health, your health meter for drink for drinking yeah. alcohol. You know because. Yeah. And it's not something to say to go to a friend and say, oh my goodness, I think I have a drinking problem. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying for you to analyze it yourself. For some people, they don't even know that every night they come home, they drink so much wine. Yes, they know it, but they don't know. Some people don't understand that. Why am I not losing weight? Oh, I went to six business meetings and had dinners and I drank a lot but I'm working out every day or why is it that I don't have any time for myself because I tell everyone yes when they ask me to do something I guess I'm, I'm trying to apply it globally if you will no no I know I know you're trying to apply yeah. it globally I'm trying to apply it strictly to alcohol yeah yeah only because peop, there are a lot of people who are listening to this who drink right. and drinking and it could have been a new year's resolution yeah. and drinking is a lot of times the catalyst to your unsustainability to keeping your weight loss. It's it's the catalyst to your marriage troubles. It's a catalyst to you not being able to function at work at your highest level because you you might have gotten eight hours of sleep, but you drank a whole bottle of wine the night before. And that's not, you know, so that's why I say you have to, where is your health meter when it comes to alcohol? And when does it become unhealthy for you? And for people who may be alcoholics, who may not have admitted it to someone else, and they're hearing this, and they know that they are. And so, we're, at what point did it become unhealthy? At what point does it become unhealthy? And now... Obviously, having all that information from all of our experiences is when do you decide to take action? Or I would say, now that you know these things, it's time to take action on it. And that's what I did. I saw it. 
it it popped up in my face and my it popped up in my Sean T feed. Yes, it did. And I needed to take action, and this is the action that I decided to take for me. And the success that I feel from not having had a drink for remember just having a drink three months and having gone out to dinner and having been at parties and having been at tailgatings. It's, it's such a successful feeling for me. Not, And I don't even really like alcohol like that, but it's a successful feeling for me because I'm not doing something that I didn't, I don't really enjoy. Yeah. Or that's not necessarily making me feel good about myself. So if, I mean, if the, in the past three months you feel amazing about yourself, why are you saying that at 40 you're going to go back? Um, no, I, first of all, I'm, good question. No, I'm not going back. I mean, it's just you would it's start a start drinking again. You'd have another drink. Why not just have say say to yourself, I'm going to see how long I can go without having another another drink. Yeah, you know? so that's a good question. So I used I used forty as a um, like a goal like a goal or like a I guess the goal is the right word. Mm-hmm. The challenge, my challenge point. Mm-hmm. You know, because a year and seven months eight months is I mean I've since the minute I turned 21 you know I've had socially drinking alcohol and then like I said as I got older and more successful in business standards it's become more whatever more than I want to but um and so 40 was me being like I want to finish out my 30s you know being super healthy and clean when it comes to alcohol anyway um or healthy in general so that's why 40 happened and so the funny thing is which people don't know this and I'm I can't believe I'm about to tell this but <laughs> I, maybe I said it before but when we filmed Insanity Insanity was so freaking hard that Lara was like what do you want you know she would always give me like a little gift or something at the end of the shoot what do you want for the end of you know when you finish shooting Insanity I was like I want a 40 <laughs> I was like, I want a you 40. Want? You, oh, you want a 40. A 40 and a plastic bag. And yo, we were in, I mean, sorry. A I wanted a 40 and a brown bag. And we were in a Bronx. And they didn't have Aldi. So I had Budweiser. I was like, who want a 40 or Budweiser? I didn't even finish it. I was like, oh my God, my stomach hurts. But, um, and so now the joke is for my 40th birthday, I don't want a cake. I want some Aldi on the table. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's going to be really interesting. That's a really interesting question that you asked because it's not even that I really want to drink it. It's more of this is an amazing milestone, if you will. Celebration. And yes, it is. It'll be an amazing celebration. But I don't know who said it to me. They said, Sean, I, I don't even think you're going to have a drink. I was going to say, let's make a bet right now. Do you think Sean will have a drink on his 40th birthday? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't want to say yes and then be like, "I'm going to challenge that." <laughs> That's true. <with> him. No, <laughs> write it down or, or do it. But it's not even that. I think at that point, um, it would have been so long that I've had didn't have a drink that per, this is my sound so for someone who was an who's been an alcoholic I know like being dry is very important yeah. for them so I would say your decision of not drinking is really important and it's it's I would say not to do it because that's gonna for a lot of people be like a relapse for me though it's almost like I do want to have that one drink and then not. It goes back to 85-15, what's your healthy? And then, yeah, I think it will be very fun to once in a while on a hot day of playing tennis in 2018 in the summertime to come back and have that one drink and be 100% okay with it. Because I think the other thing that is a little bit fearful that I'm a little bit fearful about fear is false evidence appearing real but thing that's concerning to me is um, I don't like extremes so that's why I think 85-15 and having drink when I want to because I don't want to be the person that's like I'm never having a drink I don't want to be that guy I'm, that's not why I'm doing why I'm doing this I'm doing this to cleanse my body and for a challenge and, and to, to fight my societal urge. You know what I thought was interesting today is when we were, I, we were close to having a drink today and then we left and then we were close to possibly having another one and then we left the place and the urge went away. Did you notice that? It was like, oh, because we, were, it was we, we were excited and we were like, oh my God, let's get one and they were like, ah. I think it's fun that Scott's having bubbles and I'm having water bubbles. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny. I, the other thing I think that's great about it is the contrast of, you know, you can actually be in a relationship and your spouse can have a drink and you don't necessarily have to. Or there might be times when, I, when we finish playing tennis and I go grab in 2018 <laughs> and I go grab a bottle of whatever some um trying to think which, which beer it's going to be Blue Moon <laughs> I know with the orange <laughs> and, and Scott's like no I, I don't want it like, yeah. oh hell no where you don't like no I'm just saying a beer after tennis like if it's Phoenix hot and we're playing tennis I am like the last thing I want right now is any sort of alcohol. I'm thinking about that now is <laughs> so exciting for me because yeah. it's just that one beer is so in our in our clear glass that I should chill in the freezer before I even come back and mm, my mouth is watering, but I'm not going to drink anyway. Thanks. Cheers. I hope people got something out of that. I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget, a.k.a. NC Fit Club, Alex Colorado, 
my lovely production manager. They do a great job with loving up on the podcast and making sure that it gets out to you so that we can all stay motivated and relevant. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome.